Okay, so, uh, yeah, this is, I guess, the first episode of this part. Um, what I did um, decide to do, um, I have this set up for the, um, it's like a, it's, it's set up as the second episode of the Strawman podcast, the one where me and Gavin um, debate. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's just like a, a second series of the same podcast because I can figure out how to set up a um, entirely different podcast with my one account. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So, um, do you want to start? Yeah, um, Ted Kaczynski. That's a hard name to pronounce his last name. But, um, yeah, so... Um, I've I've heard of his name before. Obviously, he's um the Unabomber. But yeah. I honestly I didn't know much about him, so I had to go through and uh, watch videos and stuff like that. And um, pretty interesting stuff. It's um, yeah. So basically, I still don't know much. I don't know like a bunch about him. But basically, the general idea that I got was he was a person who was very very smart. You know, obviously had an extremely high Q high IQ. Oh my God. But, um, and basically he, um, didn't agree with technology, I guess, and like the advancements that we make in society. So he decided to go like live on his own and stuff and was a complete outcast and then decided he was going to start killing people and pretty much committing terrorist acts and blowing up stuff. And so, yeah, so just a bunch of interesting stuff with that. I don't know what, how much you know about him, but I know basically like the basics of him. Yeah, I'm on a, a page right now because um, I do have knowledge of him from before this, but I needed a refresher. Um, there's actually a good um, TV show about him that I watched because, you know, he's an interesting guy and that kind of got me back into like researching about him. Um, it's pretty accurate. It's called like manhunt or something. Um, it, the only thing was the, the, the protagonist, the lead character was not actually the guy who, um, you know, caught him in real life, but that doesn't really matter that much. The really important stuff is mostly about Ted himself and which I find is, uh, he's really interesting. I mean, he was part of um, MK Ultra, which is insane. Which is probably one of the things that spurred him to um, think this way. I feel like because he was experimented on at Harvard, um, and he was really smart. And I think a lot of his predictions came true, and a lot of his um, ideas aren't necessarily, you know, I don't really necessarily agree with them, but I do think that. Um, a lot of them were accurate in a lot of ways, not every way, but yeah. you know, a lot of ways. Well, I think, um, I think like someone can be an extremely smart person, but the only thing is we're also emotional, right? So like most humans, unless you like was a sociopath yeah. or something, but we're all like pretty, pretty emotional. So even if you look at people who are really smart nowadays, like Elon Musk or anybody like that, you know, um, very emotional so you know they can make emotional decisions and then can be extremely impulsive 
You know what I mean? And especially if you're someone who's that smart and who is an outcast, it might, you know, kind of make you see the world in a really bad way. So like a yeah, super villain was... or something, you know? Yeah, he was definitely ostracized a lot. Um, he kind of reminds me of uh, Megamind, in a way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess Megamind you know, didn't mailbomb people. But, you know, regardless, I think he was definitely a product of his environment growing up. I mean, he grew up in a way that, I mean, he, he was young. He skipped grades. He... Uh, he went to Harvard, and his the guy he looked up to uh, decided to run experiments on him, which arguably broke him. I mean, he didn't really have many friends. He was fired, I believe, from every job he had. I'm not entirely sure about that one. I'm not an expert on him either, but I mean, it's just from, yeah. And, I mean, I really think that all of these things, he never had a normal life. All he knew was um, what he read and what he learned from, you know, reading things. And he kind of rejected people because people rejected him. And when you live in such, like, a bubble, kind of, it warps your worldview to be more you know, anti-people, I guess, if, I think. Yeah, it's... um. It's an interesting thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like somehow it, it does relate, though, um, a lot. Even, like, modern days, I feel like... I mean, obviously, people still do the same exact thing that he does, but I, I think there's a massive connection between people who are extremely, like, outcasted and ostracized from everyone else. Usually, they go off and do crazy yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the main reason for most domestic, you know, terror attacks in general. I would say I don't know the exact statistics, but that's what I would I would assume that. Um, looking through, I didn't. Did you know that he poisoned dogs? No. Yeah, I'm reading. He um, he would he would commit uh, vandalism. Um, on residents and neighbors in Montana, he would like destroy their snowmobiles, logging equipment, and mining gear and such. Um, and since dogs would probably alert people to his presence, he killed. I think it said, uh, it says here nine dogs over a ten-year period, which is like, pfft. yeah, that's quite a lot. I don't want- you know, I'm not sure how many people he killed. It's it's very interesting though his extreme stance against technology because, I mean, oh absolutely, I would say I don't think technology is the reason why he um, was outcasted though. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. You know, like I think you can definitely yeah. see problems with technology, but then you know, in like the grand scheme of things. I think it was more on a yeah. social level where he was I think, I think his issue with technology probably just came out of his intellectual curiosity. I think the the part that um was deepened by his um 
ostracization of by society was the his radicalness. He you know he bombed, he killed three people and injured uh, twenty three. It says, which is I mean, I think at least if you know he had any friends or you know family or a wife or something, I think if society hadn't treated him the way it was, he would probably still hold the same views. But I, I don't think he would have gone about killing people. Um, I mean, I can see how, you know, society turning its back on you in a way can make you violent about the things that you already believe. Um, because yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wonder, like, it almost seems like there was something, I mean, obviously he's crazy, right? Because it's not like a rational train of thought to go from, I don't like technology, I'm kind of outcasted. This sucks. Um, now I'm going to go kill people. Like, that's not really, you know, most people would just be yeah. like, okay, well, you know, technology, maybe we need to be smarter about what we're doing with technology. And and I'm an outcast. No one really likes me. Well, maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I need to change myself to be more sociable. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I do think that... Um... <laughs> there is a lot of well there was a lot of misconception about him i i do think that like he is crazy he's kind of messed up in the head but also you know the reason that he was doing the bombing should he have done so many bombings that 26 people were affected no i don't like i don't think he should have done any bombings but i don't think he even needed to do that many bombings but um and the point of the bombings was to get um, him, his cult of personality, I guess, so to speak, his popularity big enough that he could release his manifesto to the world and people would notice it. Um, I think he could have gotten probably the same result if he, you know, just really worked on it, released it, and just spent years and years uh, advertising for it rather than years and years bombing people. But um, maybe not the same result, probably less. But he, that is his was his rationale behind it. But I don't think it, you know, it's the best concept. But there was a rationale. Yeah, I guess it's just a really hard sell to tell people to not use technology. I mean, because even he used technology. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, how did he write his manifesto without technology? You know, it's like all it's it's just it's a hard thing because it's almost like the human condition to want to further technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. I mean, we want to progress. It's it's a very big you know, goal for all of humanity and science and whatnot. Um, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, um, and I mean, you see it through time even base humans and they built the wheel they built they figure out fire they progressed even though they were the very simple and so i think deprogression or progression is kind of unnatural for people and it, it takes a lot to convince them so i mean i guess in a way his rationale makes sense i still wouldn't you know go about bombing people I can see what he's he's thinking along the lines of to get this published.
Yeah, I mean, I can under I can understand the point of technology could theoretically reach a point where it just you know takes away everything that people like about life, or it could just kill everybody. But on the other hand, if we got rid of technology, you know, could we even survive as a species? Like, I'm not. Sure. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, for one, am really into technology. I mean, I don't think I could, you know, go at all without technology. But he does raise some very valid points, I think. Um, one example I remember he he uh, brings up is that cars and roads, I'm, when cars were first invented, it was like a big thing because now you can go anywhere. You can, you know, you can take a car to wherever you want. Over time, roads were built specifically for cars, and you had cities that were built specifically for cars, and now you have to have a car, and if you can't afford a car, you're screwed because society mandates needing a car, and it's expensive, and the whole cities are built around cars now. I mean, if you're a pedestrian, you have like a tiny corner of the sidewalk. Look, like, I get it. I think cars are a great thing, but, you know, the way of progression happens is you get something new, it's really cool, it's great, and then it starts to become necessary to survive. I mean, that's kind of how technological progression, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I at least view it, where it goes from being a cool thing to something that's now needed. It goes from the raising the bar to where the bar is now and you can't go under it which is kind of similar to um the same thing with money in a way which is i'm getting sidetracked but i wanted to bring this up um there was a greek philosopher named epicurus who um i think it was epicurus he felt that the more money you have the less content you are with having money so you should strive to have enough to survive, but not much more, which I think is honorable. And I don't think you should necessarily have the same um, beliefs with technology in general. But I do think that it's a point that is really pertinent and important for people to, you know, at least understand. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I, I think that... Um money is, is um, a really good idea though because without money we would have to figure out ways to evenly trade stuff which is really hard to do you know what i mean yeah i mean money money yeah. is basically just um a tool to help people trade you know what i mean so like yeah before there was money right so let's say like a long long time ago before like most civilizations were like around, feudalism yeah, like or, a, like a very long time ago when people first started trading things, um, you know, if if you if you brought like something and you said, well, this is currency, this is money, so this has value. Like if if they looked at it and said, well, that's just a piece of whatever it is, then I can't use that. They wouldn't trade for it because they would say that doesn't actually yeah. have value. Like I I want like a tool or like clothes or food or whatever. I want something for whatever I'm gonna yeah. give you, but. When you have a whole society with a bunch of people, it, get, it it becomes really hard to trade things in an even way. You know what I mean? Especially because we have yeah. so much more stuff now, so much more complex stuff now. 
And so money basically just is a tool to help people trade. So you say, you have this, well, I'll give you this currency for this. And then later you can, you know, you can use that currency to buy something else that has an equal value. So, I mean, I feel like money is a good idea, but the only problem is that greed is like a terrible idea. You know what I mean? So like if everybody was extremely greedy, you know, it would not be very good, you know? Yeah. Like just trying to get as much as you can. Uh, you know, and so it's like people a lot of times they have good um, views on why things about money is bad. But I feel like in general, money is not really the problem. Like greed is the problem. Yeah, um, I think that's a that's a good point. And I think I at least I believe that's um, that was also Epicurus's um meaning not anti-money but anti you know greed yeah. but also this isn't um this is actually good because there's um i wanted to well i didn't want to talk about it but i do now um money is pretty much entirely a social construct i mean it has no use other exactly than it's trade. a trading tool it's uh yeah so it's it's worth and its value is really intriguing for me at least um the the way of money works is well that it not all of it um yeah money is different but how it used to work was it was tied to you know a metal uh, an ore that had value regardless it had like a, a flat value um so they would tie money to that and they'd be like oh well this is something that everybody wants so now you can use this to trade for other things and then they came to fiat money where it's literally just not worth anything it's only worth what we believe it's worth and you know now there's inflation and shit and like money the existence of money it's a great tool for you know um figuring out better ways to trade and and barter and and such and so on but it also has a lot of issues that I i have no idea how to fix um but i do think that um, for example, inflation. I mean, you have taxes to control inflation, um, but it don't, doesn't really work that well. I mean, we do have inflation under control better than most countries, I would say, but it's still an issue. I mean, everything goes up in price and, um, you know, money is worth less and less and people are being paid the same usually um, they get like small raises, but it doesn't go up. And that's another thing the banks do to trick you. They, they give you interest, but then the the interest isn't at the rate of the inflation. So you're really losing money. Um, yeah. I don't know why I just got sidetracked talking about currency, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Well, I think that's one of the problems with um, the Unabomber's view on things is that, it almost seemed like he thought that just the systems that were in place didn't work. But in actuality, they do work. But it's just when people abuse them is when they they start to not work. So, you know, like if he came out and said, like, you know, some stuff that we do is just useless and we shouldn't do it. We should focus on other stuff to make stuff better and use technology in a way that will benefit more people. But he didn't really say that from what i know he just was kind of like no the whole system is wrong and technology is terrible 
But I feel like that's a really flawed way of looking at it. Yeah, I think that is definitely wrong. I, I agree. Um, what I do find interesting, there is his idea that, you know, progress precedes, you know, um, necessity, so to speak, was, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily right, but um, that is kind of a, a scary thought because, you know, you have something that's better. So say, for example, you create um, a suit, right, that never gets dirty and never uh, wears out, you, you know, it's indestructible, whatever. Um, you start producing that, now everybody's got to have it. Once everybody has one, I mean, hey, you need one because they're not going to be producing normal suits anymore. So you're going to have to have it. But once they have one, they'll never need to buy a new one. So then you have people out of work. You have um, you have the whole industry of suit making or whatever would just be in shambles. Nobody would be making any more money because nobody needs another suit. And, you know, which is just it's just a metaphor, an example. Um, I don't think that would ever happen, but like I think that's kind of what he was scared of, which is kind of unfounded in a way, but also not because he was right in a few aspects, but I don't think he was, you know, entirely right. He just had a few predictions that ended up being correct. But I mean, for the most part, like VR, virtual reality was a, a progress. It was a great invention that was like groundbreaking new technology but when do you see people using vr anymore you know it's it kind of died out which is great because i don't want to have to use vr i guess um because i feel like if it hadn't died out it might become something that was used more mainstream and it gives me a headache so yeah that's true but i also think that things um like things kind of they 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 do go in and out though, you know what I mean. So it's like VR came in, yeah, and then it went out. Well, even if it stayed for a while, like even if all the gaming companies went, you know, our platforms are terrible compared to this, so we're just gonna make VR games, and then like every single game you ever loved is now a VR game. Like, you know, that might last yeah. even if it lasted for like twenty years eventually the industry would change again right so it's almost like it's like somebody i'm pretty sure like there was someone who was like in government or something in like the late 1800s and he was just like i don't think that technology can progress any farther like we're at such a high level of technology that i can't even imagine it going any farther well now looking back it looks it's extremely ridiculous you know what i mean so it's like things really go in and out and even with cars, like, how long have they been a main thing in people's lives? Maybe a hundred years? Maybe? I don't even know how much they were used in even the 1920s because they would be really expensive back then. But so it's like even cars will eventually go out, you know what I mean? And we'll probably just have something else, you know what I mean? So it's like we, we spent a long time creating the railroads in this country like a very long time, a lot of people, a lot of money, a lot of this stuff, people are like, this is great. We're going to use these trains to get everywhere and stuff. Okay, that's great. Well, then not too long after that, they, they made it, and then we had cars. And so and now, you know, people use cars more than trains now. 
Yeah, absolutely. All the, come to some people, some people might disagree that because I heard at least that um, Buttigieg wanted to do build a high speed railway across the United States, which would be interesting to see at least because I mean I know in like Britain they use trains a lot, probably less than cars still though, but I mean I doubt a high speed railway is going to be used in America as prominently as cars but i just think it's interesting that they people still want to train even though really everything's car based right now but who knows maybe it could come back well i do think that certain things are changing though i mean i feel like a lot less people are getting cars or even learning to drive a car than they used to, than they used to cuz it's like if you're in a city you could get like an uber or anything you could get a taxi like that you could take public yeah. transportation. I mean, you could walk theoretically, you know, if, if you don't have to go that far. So I think yeah. in a city, cars not as important. But I mean, like in, in the country, everywhere outside of the city, they're extremely important. Like where I live, I have to drive like five minutes even to get to the closest stop and shop. So it's like, yeah, I have to be able to drive a car. But, you know... There's been stuff like that all throughout history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, you know, some do... places you would have to learn how to ride a horse because you just had to go places. Yeah. I do think that's actually a really good point, though. Um, um, the thing you said earlier, too, um, primarily at least, um, that things go in and out, which is, I mean, I wouldn't say something he failed, cause it could, failed to consider. Um, he might have wrote about that. I haven't read his manifesto, but I... I mean, I agree. I think cars will probably go out of style and then we'll find something new to replace cars. And I don't think one part of technology will necessarily be dominant. Um, I mean, you see how things, you know, go in and then die out and replaced by something else. Um, but I guess in a way that could be the same form of progress. And he would say at least that it's still being you're still being, you know, shackled by technology or whatever. I mean, I don't think so, but I guess that's what he would say. I do think um, one important thing was, I was reading about this earlier. It was not him, not Ted. It was some other guy. It was like Harari or something. He was talking about how um, before, you know, when we had hunter-gatherer societies, before we had, like, um, architecture and... Um, not architecture, agriculture. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we had agriculture and, and all these farming methods, we lived longer and we were like happier and um, so and so. And that agriculture and, you know, farming methods only increased the population, but it made us weaker. We stayed in one place rather than moving around. It gave us more diseases, which is is true but did it did but it, it make us it, less happy i don't know if that makes sense like what could we base that yeah on? i i just <laughs> you know? yeah i was gonna say i that's i don't know about less happy because you can't really measure that can you back then at least i guess you have the indexes now i guess but even then it's still wonky but i mean it's a good point we have gotten weaker since we were under gatherers but yeah physically but I don't know. I think everything's easier now. If we had, you know, for example, more automation, I would absolutely be for that. We would be weaker, you know, physically. We're not 
having to do physical labor as much. But the trade-off for being weaker to being more humane and, you know, less demanding society so that we can all coexist in a way and not have to, you know, work hard five days a week for nine to five, which, I mean, still, it's a big improvement from before. But, I mean, I think we can minimize the amount of labor that we have to do to only, you know, if we can find ways to replace that without, you know, getting rid of people's jobs. I mean, that'd be great, in my opinion. Which... Yeah, definitely. I mean, people used to work like 14-hour days, like 100 years yeah. ago. You know what I mean? And people would work yes. like 14-hour days, seven days a week in extreme poverty. But mm-hmm. we've definitely, I mean, we've definitely come a long way. And that's also considering that we were a very, very developed country in terms of the world at that time, too. So it wasn't just like we're, we were a poor country. Like even yeah, in like technology. the wrong 20s, you know what I mean? Yeah, technology has definitely increased the standard of living like 100%, which I think is more important than just, you know, being stronger because you don't need to be stronger if... If you're smarter. You know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like gorillas are, are much stronger than any human has ever been. And yeah, I wouldn't want to live in their societies. Oh, you know what I mean? I would yeah, want to be, be Tarzan out there living with gorillas, that's for sure. Because you wouldn't win against any of them. You would be the worst Tarzan ever. And all of us would be, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's almost like he just I... hated the fact that there were certain things. It's like he hated the fact that he had responsibilities to to do things that he didn't want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I think is you know, prominent thing with similar theorists. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's tenets of egoism, which is the Max Stirner, which was like, everybody should look out for themselves primarily. And I'm not an expert at it. I probably got like everything wrong about it. But I mean, there's lots of concepts and theories that are like, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to, you know, do all this stuff that society wants us to do? We just don't want to do that. Which, I mean, it's a valid point, but I feel like there are still things that, you know, you'll always need to do. Like, you'll always need to work. I mean, unless we get full automation, which would be nice, I guess. But I feel like people would still need to do some jobs. I mean, you can't, a robot therapist would be kind of, rough and you know there's jobs that you know a robot can't really do as well as a human but I forgot where I was going with that but I guess it segues me into my next point which is if we had you know automation we could for most you know manual labor jobs I feel like in my opinion that'd be nice I mean you could have humans to focus more on art and focus more on whatever they want to do which career they want to go into which um know we live their life the way they want to and pursue their own dreams rather than having to work really hard at like a a crappy job that could easily be done by a robot the question is you know how do you make money which is an issue and i mean wait no but i think in that in in that society you wouldn't really need to make money because you wouldn't have to trade much right like let's just say 
we did have a society where we no one really had to do work to make stuff because we had robots that would that would make stuff i mean first of all we'd still have to have people who had the ideas to make stuff so like we'd still have to have people like elon musk who who have an idea like all right well this is how we have to make it now we have to program a robot to be able to make it like this well okay but you still don't need the workers to go make that so I, i feel like in that situation maybe we wouldn't necessarily really need a month like a a source of money because i mean it's like i mean at that point it would like the government would would probably just have to provide provide for the food because i mean if no one's making the food and we just have robots that are just making all the food well then who do we pay for the food right because they don't need the money robots don't need to use money that's true yeah (laughs) i mean it is like what are they going to use the money for you know (laughs) <laughs> but um but then again at the same time i think it, you have a, a similar thing where there would be like what would what would people do though in that situation and and could we progress any farther than that is what i wonder like is there any is there any way we could progress any farther than i mean if there was a point where we didn't have to make anything more like is that point even achievable I don't know. If I mean, is. I I don't think you need to progress. I mean, once you have full automation, like I don't think there's really need to progress farther than that. But I do think we would, and I do think that ultimately that would probably be a good thing. I could see, you know, a Terminator Two kind of deal or a Terminator kind of deal where it's robots, you know, take over. But I mean, as long as we don't make them that smart, then I don't. I don't think that would happen. But I mean, there would still be. You know, needs to you know reduce carbon emissions and you know go to space and you know other fields that need to progress even if the labor field doesn't need to progress anymore yeah i mean i guess one of my main points with that would be robots they i as far as we know they they wouldn't really have um create creative nature right so they wouldn't have creativity yeah. in the way that a human does so anything that we would progress would still need to come from a human's brain and a human thought, which in yeah. turn would, would have to be a sort of work. So some people would have to still work. But I think, at least, in my, in my mind at least, um, this might be a little idealist, I guess, but I feel like people would still do the sorts of jobs that are like coming up with ideas and you know stuff like that you know, of their own free will. I mean, I guess it's because it's confusing because how would, you know, money work and trading and stuff if there's full automation for all that stuff. But I mean, even if say theoretically they weren't getting paid, I feel like people would still, you know, like if I wasn't getting paid, I'd still probably make movies. I'm not getting paid right now to make movies and I still do that. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like there are some things that people just kind of do out of the, on their own like people want to do but i don't know maybe i'm wrong i mean that's just that's probably just you know uh, a utopian kind of ideal but i mean i think that would be nice if people just kind of i feel like it's possible i feel like it's possible but i don't know I'm not entirely well sure. i just wonder though because there are a lot of people who love to um make things yeah. Like that aren't necessarily art that are like like um tools. Like people like to make 
sorts of tools or cars or stuff like yeah. that. Maybe they could just draw the blueprints of stuff. Like, cause as I said, we would still need a lot of people to come up with the ideas that we would make, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there would definitely be a lot of people. I feel like even if we had all these people that were going into the conception phase rather than the, just the building phase, then we would have progression at a higher rate because, you know, now you have more minds to come up with ideas to progress with. Yeah. But it would still be work. Yeah, it would still be work. But it would but... be unpaid because that, that's what they would want to do. And we wouldn't have um, money. And yeah, I mean, I guess that would be, I guess that would be a good Very thing. confusing. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah it would. That's <laughs> yeah. how. It, it, w- it would be a good thing. But I, I just wonder what would people do? Because we would need a lot of entertainment. A lot of yeah i mean i feel like with more people since most people would now be focusing on arts we would have more entertainment but i don't know because a lot of people are like just bad art and although i guess you know you'd still see bad art and say it's bad art and then not pay attention to it but you would have more movies i feel like in tv shows and music and um yeah but what would any of it be about because I just wonder, because most of that stuff somehow reflects on society. So what would that's they, true. like? What would they? What would people make stuff about then in that situation? Because I almost feel like you would get to the point where people would start making stuff, and be like, maybe I don't want all this. Maybe I don't want stuff just handed to me all the time. Maybe I want to actually fight for what I have. And I yeah, feel like that point. that could become a problem, where it's like if, yeah. if people get really bored maybe they would just start going to war or something. Or maybe you would get groups of people who just decided we're really bored. We don't have anything else to do. So let's just go around and be reckless. You know what I mean? And and like go commit crimes and stuff. Yeah. Which is, I guess, an issue. Um, I don't really think about that. Um, I don't know. I feel like in terms of what would people make, base their art off of i mean you could still go into the past you can still go into you know fantasy ideas and realities but i do agree that you know boredom can be dangerous i mean other than because i mean you take away the nine to five job for most of the population i mean there'd still be a lot of people that work their ideal jobs but i mean you take away most people's Although I guess if everybody can pursue whatever career they want, I mean, that would. Hmm. Without consequence, too, because you can't really fail because you're not really going to lose any money from it. You know, if we had a world where food was free, housing was free. free. Yeah, then people can do nothing. It would be like have to regulate how much food people get but then that's kind of like but really would you would you really have to because oh yeah we just true. make an abundance yeah we can just make more and and, I mean, I, and i'm thinking about this like this would have to be this would be pretty far down the future oh yeah at absolutely. least i'm thinking maybe it would be 50 years from now i have no idea but i don't think it would happen in any of our lifetimes probably Anybody not lifetime. but i would assume that we'd be a multi-planet species by then and so maybe we would have planets upon planets that would just be there to produce food and so then i kind of wonder you know 
would we even have to regulate how much how much anybody eats? I That's true. I don't know if we necessarily would. Like, I'm just thinking. Like, I just, I just wonder. I I feel like at a certain point it would get to a point where people, probably like a a big group of young of young people would just be sick of it and and um, reject what their parents have done because that's usually what happens in societies. Yeah. And basically say, no, we're going to throw away this, this system. We don't agree with it. But the only thing is that, oh man, I'm just trying to think. It's like, it's almost like um, the present forgets stuff about the past. Yeah. You know, so like some people will nowadays look back at like the 1950s and, and say, Oh man, I wish I could have lived then. You know what I mean? Things were much simpler. I could have just, you know, went and worked in a factory and it would be fine. But if you had actually lived through it, you would not want to probably go back and live then. Then you would say things like, well, there weren't really equal rights. You know what I mean? Like it was really dangerous because we didn't have technology. So if you got, you know, sick or injured with a certain thing, you might die. Whereas nowadays we might be able to, to help you so you know but if you look at it even even farther down the line and say well now we're in um in a future society where everything is pretty much covered you might get a generation of young people who look back and say no i don't like this i would rather have it like how it was in 2020 where you know you can go and get a job and you can go and work and you know, because they'll they'll almost envy it because they won't understand what it was like to, to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely a lot of that now. And I feel like there would probably be a lot of that then, which is probably an issue because people would reject, you know, I don't want to say how good they have it. But I mean, yeah, it's true. They would reject how good they have it. Pretty much. And, yeah. I mean, I think with like optional jobs, like you can just choose a job. I mean, I feel like that might be better, but I feel like people would still be like, you know, angry that they're being handed everything. Either that or, you know, the complete opposite. Everybody would live an entirely, like, uh, greedy lifestyle. They'll just eat all the time. They'll get, like, super fat. Like Wally. Have you seen Wally? Yeah, I, ha- I have seen Wally. And I think that's a very, that's a very interesting point. Would people just be extremely fat? Maybe. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I feel like a lot of know, people would, like, but I don't think all people, because there are always going to be those like fitness junkies that are like super careful about it. But I mean, but would if there be everybody a point, had, would there be a point, whatever? They want, like what? in that situation, would there be a point to be like really fit and healthy? Yeah, I guess so, maybe. But what if they came up with technology that made it so that even if you are extremely unhealthy you can live a long time anyways well then people might just be like well why would i be in shape yeah that's true i mean (laughs) you know i mean all this stuff is just really it's it's hard to think about because it's hard to imagine a world other than the one we live in i feel like um and i mean there's probably like a million issues with this that we haven't even you know considered um that we probably would never consider because we can't imagine what it'd be like to live there but i mean yeah this is there's so many like factors that go into it i mean with if we have planets full of just harvesting food and stuff and like building things 
And what about like exploiting the planet's resources? And what if there's like an indigenous species that we end up, you know, ruining because we're polluting their planet or whatever? Well, I mean, that would not be the first time. That you're right. I mean, I mean, eventually, I feel like the whole system would collapse. Like, I feel like it wouldn't get to that point because I feel like people would tear it down before it got to that point. Because I just feel like it yeah. would make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I do think. I mean, with a system like that, there is a flaw in that. If it's computer based, I mean, you know, computers crash, computers, you know, power goes out, etc. I mean, I think that's one thing that Ted Kaczynski uh, brought up was that. I mean, eventually, if you have everything based on technology, technology fails, like, almost always at some point. I mean, yeah. I don't think I have a computer or a phone or uh, something, any device that hasn't crashed at, at one point in time. And if your whole society is built on automating food and the computers crash, now what are you going to do? Because everybody's going to, you know... Well, a lot of people would starve to death. Oh, absolutely. And (laughs) so that's another big issue with, you know, I mean, I guess you have like, you know, you teach people still how to make food, but even then I feel like it would get lost eventually in time like that. People would be like, oh, I don't have to know how to harvest food because, you know, it can be automated. And then next day, boom, everybody's dead because they forgot how to harvest food. And also, they might not even be able to get it to their planet if they, you know, can't fly the ship over there, etc. Yeah, I think it would be similar to... um, It reminds me of two things. And I would say one of the things is what's happening right now, sort of, where a lot of people are unemployed. And I, I, I personally feel like there's been a lot of protests and even a lot of riots in the in 2020 right and i guess we can say into 2021 right and so i feel like one of the reasons why we see such a large such large groups of people is because so many people aren't working you know what i mean yeah yeah actually that's a good point Um, a lot of people have nothing better to do or not that sounds bad because i mean (laughs) there are some it sounds bad but it's kind of true right because they sit there they don't don't... have a job and then they look at this stuff that they feel passionate about and they say well i can actually go out and protest today rather than having to work or else they'll like lose their job or whatever now they can actually go out and protest which is true and another thing i think everything now i mean we're all seeing how we can do things online i i I doubt there's going to be, like, in the future, like, snow days of school because they'll just go online. And, you know, with technology advancing to the point where we can do everything online, there's going to be, I feel like, less and less in person um, after the pandemic events ends, if it ever ends. There's still going to be less in person, um, you know, interaction because people are realizing they can do a lot more stuff online than they thought they could. Yeah, you can't do a lot more stuff online, but I feel like, I I just feel like there's um, something about human nature that when, like, when people get bored or, or anything, like, people just put themselves into these groups of people, and, like, they always have, right? That's, that's why we've gotten a lot of good things and, and also a lot of bad things is because we um, put ourselves into groups because we're pretty tribal creatures, right? 
naturally. And so I just feel like, you know, being separated from people or just being bored, it might actually make these groups who like, I, I don't know, like I could see people getting together in real life and, and just, you know, doing things that are just chaos. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like um, people like, like, it's almost like if you it's, it's the same reason why they say like young men are like the most dangerous of all the people because, you know, we're very, very reckless and a lot of like if, if we're not like working and stuff well then we just have a lot of time to do a lot of reckless stuff and it almost is like the fun beats the rationality of it yeah you know so I, rationally we would want to be a society that isn't reckless and works in an almost perfect system but then also you have to be realistic and say well people might put um, the fun above the rationality. Yeah, I agree. I think people will act irrationally just, you know, for pleasure, I guess. I mean, I know I've acted irrationally just because I was bored a lot of times before. I mean, a lot of times, like... (laughs) Yeah. Too many to count. But... So, yeah, I do think that's a good point. Um... Oh yeah, and the also thing that the other thing that that um, society would remind me of was uh, ancient Rome at the height of their power. They had more more slaves than people that were citizens in Rome at okay. a point. That's yeah, they had, they, they had a lot of slaves, and so a lot of people just didn't work, and so they would just do whatever they want. But they got really restless and really bored, so they would go to the Coliseum and that's like where the Coliseum and stuff would get more popular. And and I'm pretty sure that's why they call it like bread and circus, like that term bread and circus. But, and so they would like Rome, the government would like give out bread and like wine or whatever at, at the uh, Coliseum and you could go and watch people. But then if you look at what's actually happening, it's like, well, what are they actually watching? Cause they're not watching art. They're watching yeah. people kill each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, so that's not like necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a very good. Um, um, not really sure the word, but you 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 put those two, um, the theoretical automated future and Rome together, and I think that's very interesting and very, you know, scary too. Because, I mean, Rome fell. Obviously, um, the sacking of Rome happened, and you're saying this the slaves. Um, doing most of the work for the people. I mean, and there were more slaves than people and like, you know, towards the end, which is probably, you know, if we reach this society where we have all this automation, there would maybe something like that would happen where they would be the sacking of, you know, whatever is the, the new society i guess the whole world might go into automation maybe just you know america or britain or whatever but whatever society does this i mean i'm not entirely sure the events that led up to the end of rome and how that you know relates to the laziness of the people and the 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 slave labor but i'm sure there's similarities there um i'm you know more than me about this you could tell me well yeah i mean i guess i guess the the um the thing that I would worry most about 
with those two comparisons is that the people of Rome who didn't have to work, which was, there was a lot of them, obviously, like, as I said, they were bored. And so they used, and so their outlet was something terrible and not something good. Right. So like their outlet was watching two people who were either captured from war and became a slave or just a slave who, who was there and watched them just fight and sometimes fight to the death. And so that's what I mean. Like, well, if everyone was bored, maybe they would make art. Maybe, but also <laughs> there would probably be some terrible outlets like yeah, that. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Um, I do think, I mean, it might be slightly different. I do agree that there would be a lot of, you know, probably like underground fighting and stuff. But also, I feel like it'd be less because in ancient Rome, correct me if I'm wrong, the government um, was okay with the, the Colosseum and the, the gladiator stuff. But I mean, as long as we you know, say, oh, this isn't okay, and, you know, ban it or whatever. Um, like, violent stuff, like, you know, making people fight to the death. Um, you know, obviously it wouldn't abolish the problem, but it would make it, you know, less pronounced, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but also in Rome, it was it was illegal to murder somebody, yet they thought it was okay to have two people have to kill each other, right? So, I mean... Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, if we're going to rely solely on, on a government to decide what's right and wrong, which obviously they do decide what's right and wrong, but then if we give them a lot of power, like in this society, where, I mean, they would have a lot of power because, you know, I mean, they don't have to rely on any physical humans. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, so, that's scary, too. If the government has so much power that they can just get rid of the people and still thrive, it's scary. And yeah, like, what if they decided they control well, everything? We're just, just going to like, you know, like, what if they decided, well, we don't want a big population because, you know, we just we just want everything for us. Like, let's say they were extremely greedy and they just decided, well, we're just going to kill most people and leave like 5000. Yeah, I mean, that's I I mean, that would not be good. Probably have the power to which would be. I mean, I guess it depends on how strong the military is, the, the police and the military. Because well, the military would just be robots. You wouldn't need. Oh anybody. yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, and they would kill, and like they they wouldn't care. Yeah, they wouldn't. They would just kill people. Yeah, that's scary. I'm starting to think that automation is probably a bad idea. <laughs> well, to some degree. Yeah, obviously. But it's the same thing as money, right? So, like, it's not inherently bad. Maybe some things are good about it, but, like, using it in the wrong way is bad. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can I can use a shoe to walk in, right, with my feet. Well, that's a good way to use it. But if I use it to hit somebody with it, well, that's not very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or a about, car. Well, about, like, <laughs> they're tools, and it just depends on how you use it. Like a gun. Like, you can use a gun. Exactly. To yeah. Or you can use a gun to, you know, defend yourself. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think like systems would work if 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 they if people were willing to let them work, right? But if if there's a lot of greed and a lot of stuff like that, well, a system can definitely crumble. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I mean that's so- yeah, that's definitely an interesting thing, and definitely a it's almost a scary 
idea for the future. I don't know if I would necessarily want it to be like that. I don't think we'll ever reach that point. Yeah, I do think like an ideal society would be like have automatic automation stuff, but I also think it's so fallible that I don't think it would last very long and I don't think people would be happy with it. I think even if we could have reached this, you know, ideal society, people would just you know, it they would, would, destroy it would be gone in like ten years. Yeah, like thinking about like um even a society like like a communist society, which you would think, well, all right, that's a pretty ideal society, you know, some pretty good ideas in that. Well, but it, it doesn't necessarily work like that because then you have people who just don't want to work with the system and they just absolutely want to rebel. Yeah, you look at, I mean, you look at um, Spain um, during, I don't even know what year, in like Catalonia, you had, you know, the anarchists and the communists, they kind of take over Spain and then Stalin comes in and he's like, uh, no, and he, you know, kills them all. So, yeah, I mean, you have... When you have something like a delicate balance of, you know, good and whatever, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but um, when you have something that's so, you know, delicate, I mean, it's easy for somebody, an opportunist like Stalin to just come in and like destroy it. And, exactly. Exactly like that. But also a group of people could too. Yeah, a group like of people. Who aren't people, even the, the leader. The Bolsheviks and... In general, I feel like, and maybe not all of them. I mean, the, I don't know that much about that, but I I heard the Trotsky groups were more in favor of democracy and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why like it's it's good to set up um, systems that basically value individualism um, and also kind of they 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 put in checks and balances. Yeah, checks and balances are very important, I think. I mean, without them, you'd have probably the worst system. I don't know. But I think the question is really, you know, what checks and balances kind of... Because, I mean, like, for example, in Britain, one of the checks and balances is the queen who, you know, can get rid of a... um, a prime minister, I think, if they do something wrong and can veto bills that and stuff, which I mean, she's unelected, so that's you know obviously not good for democracy, but it's also you know a check and a balance to make sure that you know no prime minister can you know become a dictator because the queen will just be like, no, you can't do that, and then depose them. But so yeah. trade off, you know, do you want? the bad to go with the good for this and you know it all depends on what you value and no answer is necessarily right because any answer can get derailed I feel like yeah yeah I, I definitely think that is that is definitely an, um, an interesting point but I, I think another thing I feel like Currently, like in the modern days in America, it's almost like um, it's almost like a wave of like a populism sort of. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bread, which is really really alarming. Yeah, you know, I it's know. like it's like the, the complete opposite of individualism. It's literally populism. You know what I mean? Yeah, people. I mean, I'm not gonna name names. People 
you know, coming out and running and, you know, taking power based on um, what they think other people want and then using that for their own gain or their own means, at least, not necessarily gain, but... I mean, that's how Hitler took power. That's how Mussolini took power. I mean, it's scary because, you know, one of these days we might get a Hitler or a Mussolini and never even know it. Any of us, like, we might support it and not know it until it's too late. Because Yeah, yeah no, that's definitely, definitely true. I, I feel like it's almost like um, people, when individualism seemed like it was a more favorable thing among people, it's almost like people would say more, be yourself, you know, stuff like that. Like everybody's different, you know, it's okay. Be yourself. It's good to be different. It's almost like nowadays people are saying, be, be like me, you know, like I'm right. You should be more like me. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's almost like people are, are saying to each other, like pick a side because yeah, it's almost like there's an ideological war. Yeah. Well, I think there is, um, in a, in the sense of, um, you know, in terms of the Republicans and the Democrats are basically at war already, whether or not we want them to be, it's, you know, different because obviously you don't want to be at war with everybody because that's, you know, just going to create conflict. And I mean, every president in the past few years has been like a 50-50 split, like 49-51. I mean, half the country thinks that it's the end of democracy every time a new president gets elected the other it, it, yeah it is really they're gonna ridiculous. be they should, they, they should really look up how much power the president has yeah because <laughs> there's three branches of government yeah. right so it's it i mean people really they overlook congress yeah they really do congress Con- has so oh. much power it's it's unbelievable yeah it's unbelievable how much power congress has and no one looks at it they just look at who's the president it's like, oh my god. Yeah, the president can't really do as much as people think. Like, I saw people like saying, "Oh, you know, the president should do this and that on day one or whatever," which hey, would be nice, sure, but it's not. I some of that stuff isn't even within the president's power to do at all. I mean, they can veto a bill or, you know, make executive actions and so on and so forth. But ultimately, Congress is the one that does most of the lawmaking and stuff. Yeah, and it's also like, just because your group is big doesn't mean your group is right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, man, that is... Oh, man, I don't know. There's a lot of people who seem like they want like a direct democracy. Yeah. Right now. Which, and I don't think in concept is a bad idea. I do think there needs to be like a lot of checks and balances, and um, I'm not necessarily opposed to it and I'm also not necessarily against it um, that I just said the same thing twice um, I'm not necessarily opposed to it but I'm also not necessarily for it Did that makes sense I think that yeah um, but anyway what I'm trying to say is that like a direct democracy would would be ideal for you know um, getting who the people want but the people aren't always right because if, but how do you check and balance whether or not the people are right is a question, which I do think, you know, you need to find a way to make sure because I mean, anybody can manipulate people if they're smart enough. Like Machiavelli was like super good at that. I mean, you know, 
a direct democracy, pure and simple, would be disastrous. But it's the question of what checks and what balances do we use to ensure that it's not, you know, a terrible thing. That's really a tough decision, I feel like. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we did in America. But the only thing is, if you put in, like, checks and balances enough, then eventually it's not a direct democracy. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's like, like, we're not a direct, we're not a direct democracy. We have a lot of, like, republic ideas, and we even have a lot of social ideas that would even derive from, like, socialism and stuff like that. So we're definitely not a direct democracy, even if democracy is mainly what our country is made out of, you know, but I think it's good to have a mixture of different stuff. Yeah, a mixture of things is definitely a good idea. I mean, obviously, you know, the most important thing is um, what the people want, but you also do. I agree, a republic, in a sense, can work better. Um, A social um, whatever can work better. A, you know, um, all of this stuff can work better in different ways. And if you find the right balance, then you can get probably the system, which I don't think we have the right balance yet, but I don't think no. going all the We're way, always balancing one way out. is also a bad idea. All right, dude. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really scary when, when you see people who are populists who might not even know that they're populists, but who are ideologically populists and they're out in the streets saying, well, this, this street is our street because we took it. Or, or like, the Capitol buildings are building now because we took it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just absolutely terrifying because. Yeah. Because it's, it, it almost forces other people to go and then have to do the same thing, but we really, we should do the opposite of that. We should be like, listen, we, the the country is all of our countries. You know, it's like the Americas is, it's every, it's everybody's who's in America. Right. So I th- I just think it's it's wrong to go anywhere in America with a big group of people, take it over, and say now this is ours because it's almost as if you're saying that it's not anyone else's in America's, even though it it still is. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of yeah, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, and that's terrifying. That's really scary. I feel like that has been happening more and more recently and i feel like maybe we should as a country you know through media or art or whatever through politicians or whatever we can push the idea again that you know be yourself it's okay if you don't have the same idea as everyone else because you really don't you know what i mean like we really don't like that's the truth like no two people really have the same idea yeah i agree absolutely so it's a terrifying thing because they're just yeah like me trying to indoctrinate people is a bad like us versus them i should say is traditionally how you get people into wars and how you get people you know to oppress each other because you know ultimately this black and white thinking i mean you need to appeal to the other side of the aisle whether you like it or not regardless you need to appeal to demographics across the aisle you need to appeal to you need to not only appeal, but you need to actually do what's best for them. 
as well as your people and not just focus on you know only help people in red states only help people in blue states etc you need to do what's best for everybody and regardless of if they like you or not at the moment because i mean i feel like if you do that they probably will like you eventually anyway and yeah lines up they're evil we're good is it's it's a dangerous kind of line of thought well it's like all right so it's it's like a lot of people put their party before the country yeah and and i don't think you should even put the country first in terms of what you value in your life right like because that would be more like nationalism which yeah i'm not i'm not like a nationalist right so I think yeah. people from other countries matter too, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, so maybe what I, I think, maybe if we want to push something on people, like not like forcibly push, but let's say we want to put a good thought in people's minds. So maybe like, maybe more people should say, well, how about this? How about we put our humanity before our country and then our country before our politics? Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like that would be a good line, a good system of it. But it's like, a lot of people in this country right now it seem like they have it the exact opposite way, where it's like we'll put our politics first, so first we can get what we want immediately. Yeah. Then we'll put our country second, so then we can use that power to do, to do other things that we want, and we'll put our humanity last, so we won't have to worry about what the consequences of what we've done have been. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. That's and it's it's completely backwards from from what we should be doing. Yeah. We should be doing the opposite way. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's just, let's put our humanity first, and then the country, and then the politics, because that, the, that is really what the hierarchy of that importance levels are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's sad. It's sad people have it completely backwards. It is, absolutely. Well, I think... That sounds like a very good end, at least. Yeah. Um, do you have any more thoughts, or should we just leave it there? Um, I'm not really sure. I guess all I would say is, well, first of all, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We didn't even discuss okay. Martin Luther King I Jr. I totally Jr. forgot about that. Day, man. <laughs> yeah. And then second of all, I just, I don't know. I, I hope that Biden's administration focuses more on humanity. Yeah, I hope they follow through with their idea of unity, of not treating, you know, Republicans as the enemy, but as, you know, at least from their point of view, people who are misguided. And And I hope that the Republicans do the same thing for the Democrats, because if you treat the people that you disagree with as know some satan rather than somebody who simply uh you know doesn't I mean they're co-workers yeah they're you know co- what i mean they literally work together you you treat them as evil rather than as somebody who just you know isn't right but you know means well at least for the most part i feel like i mean, politicians themselves are a different thing most politicians are you know bad people but for the citizens most people mean well, even if, you know, they might be wrong. But I think we look at it from more of that lens rather than they hate, you know, like Democrats want to murder 
babies and, you know, Republicans hate black people and stuff. That kind of thinking is, you know, it's yeah because you're drawing up lines that may not exist in real life. And rather than, you know, looking at it, well, you know, they don't believe that, you know, fetuses are alive or they don't, they think that black people, will, you know, have it, you know, as good as white people and, you know, educate the other side, whether or not, you know, whoever's right, try to educate each other. And I feel like whoever is actually right will probably end up winning if you, know, you both just take it easy and look at it logically. Yeah, definitely needs to be room for compromise. Yeah. But yeah, we could end it here if you want. That's definitely good. We've been going for a long time. All right. Yeah, that was way longer than I expected, which is good. <laughs> yeah, it is good. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, no idea what we're going to talk about next, but I'm sure we'll figure it out and then change subject three times along the way, which is good because, you know, keeps it going. Um, so yeah, see you next time, I guess. Yeah, see you probably tomorrow, actually, on Zoom. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah.